Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Empire. Welcome to the latest edition of All's Caps with former Capitals defenseman Carl Alston. I'm AP hockey writer Steve Wino. Uh, we're going to be joined later by Aaron Volpatti, former Capitals forward and uh, author of a new book. We're going to pump his book this time instead of mine. Um, Carl, we're going to talk injuries, uh, TJ Oshie, Connor Brown. But first, I need to give a shout out to, to my father who just made me a bacon, a, ba- a bagel, egg and cheese sandwich as I'm dealing with Washington Commanders news. So I appreciate my dad doing that. Um, Carl, and, and, and you mentioned, you said we were talking, Mandy had it, had one of these sandwiches for, for dinner last night. <laughs> yeah, she did. She last night, um, one of those times where, just, you know, I didn't really have much stuff in the, in the fridge and she's like, yeah, I think I'm going to have a breakfast sandwich. So I think she had she had well because we don't eat meat it was a to- piece of tofu and then like just egg which is a really good egg substitute for anyone who's interested and whatever hot sauce and stuff she put on an english muffin so so i'd that's say that's her vessel I, okay yes that's her well at least that's the vessel that we had i'd say english muffin is num- classic number one i'd say bagel is right right there behind it too so uh, you the, the best two ways to have it we're just just done english muffin is the healthier version is it yeah there, there, there's fewer calories and, and carbs in an English muffin. Well, there you go. If anyone this wants is, to be this, healthy. This is the expertise you're getting from all <laughs> Don't go biscuit and don't go croissant. Go English muffin. Look, no, the tastier ones are the <laughs> croissant and, and the, as Michael Phillips said last week, the croissant and the tastier. My, my favorite is a biscuit. Like, give me a biscuits and gravy or biscuit and whatever, and it's the best. Oh, I'm, I haven't got down with that yet. I've had, I've had a breakfast sandwich with a biscuit once before, and it's just too much biscuit, so... It's uh, for for stupid questions for anybody who's going to ever do it. Don't uh, don't go biscuit. You're going to lose a couple points. And and so as I'm dealing with this 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 commander stuff, please listen to John Kimes, uh, the John Kimes report, also on Empire Media for all your Washington Commanders news. But this is a Capitals podcast, uh, and and things are not great right now um, <laughs> with the with the Washington Capitals. And, and results aside, uh, your boy Charlie Lindgren played played great. Uh, Darcy Kemper played great the the other night as well, but. TJ Oshie is now out long-term with a lower body injury. Connor Brown is out for the season, basically, with, with after having ACL surgery. Uh, think, things, are, things are not looking good on the injury front, Carl. What are the chances that the guy that's brought in to replace the guy with an ACL injury awesome. has an ACL? Like, yeah. just, yeah. What, it's just ridiculous yeah. how that can happen. You know, I feel feel terrible for him and terrible for the team, but... but Look, it's it's what they have to deal with, and it's gonna it's gonna be battle to stay at this five hundred level, you know, or or above for for a bit until until people can come come back and get healthy. And didn't we did we not say this? Like, depending on how the team's gonna be doing, is is how fast they try and rush back. Maybe potentially uh, Tom and you know if Nick can get back into playing. Like now now they're in a bit of a situation where. Where two players that were are so important to the team now are are also injured. So what does that do for the rest of the uh, 
the rest of the injured injured guys in the lineup and then obviously it opens up some some opportunity for some younger players to to step in and, and have bigger roles so it would be nice to to see a little something extra from uh from a mcmichael you know or a protoss uh, those guys that can that can hopefully fill fill some void at somewhere or a snively you know like it'd be nice to to see some of these guys get a little bit more uh a little bit more action and maybe you know, maybe step into the spotlight a little bit. Yeah, I, I have a question for you about the first guy who tore the ACL later, but we're going to get to that. Um, it, the Connor Brown thing is just bad luck. I mean, it's just, you, this, I know we talked about the teams getting older, and, and as the teams get older, there's more injuries, but Connor Brown's a young guy, and it was just a freak play. Well, yeah, like how often do we hear about ACLs going in Not hockey, often in hockey, right? right? Yeah, and then you have two on one team. Like that's, it's pretty rare for that to happen. That's obviously more of a, a football thing you hear about so it's just it's it's pretty weird that 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 were to happen um you know i don't i don't really don't really know any any way else around it you know and hoping that osha is going to be able to you know he's been able to battle back from so many things you know hoping this is going to be another one of those things and and i don't even know was was john playing last game no he's, you know? he's out with the lower body too yeah, lower body as well so it's it's just i don't know guys are guys are breaking down a little bit i don't i don't know what what that exact reason is is it uh you know just just a lot of wear and tear a lot of hockey that that uh all those guys have played over the last few years who who knows exactly but i, I don't know i guess it just makes it that much more impressive feel the thrill being able to play you know going to be at a thousand games here pretty soon it's uh it, it's so hard to do and, and we talked about this last week too when we were talking about focus you had a long iron man streak too it is hard to stay in the lineup yeah well it's hard to stay in the lineup just with you were just stubborn of, yeah, I was extremely <laughs> stubborn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's hard to stay in the lineup. Just consistency of your play, uh, without having you know a healthy scratch somewhere somewhere in there. Um, and then if you can do that, yeah, I mean, with all the things that you go through day to day, like there's there was one time in um, when I was in Laval, and at this point, you know, I wasn't wasn't as stubborn about being in the lineup. Uh, I threw my back out playing soccer at pregame skate, and when we were in Providence, and I couldn't move. I was. I went into the trainer's room and I was just standing there. Like I couldn't even get on the table to get, get some work done. It was just one of those things that there's nothing you could do about it. Yeah. And so they had to bring in someone else for the, for the game. And, you know, by game time, I, I kind of walked it out through the afternoon and by game time I was fine, but, but you know, it's one of those things that it can just happen like that playing soccer, you know, Joe Sackick shoveling snow and there goes your back. Yeah. It's just, you, you have no idea when it's going to happen to you. Uh, when a guy's going to fall on your leg the wrong way and, and you're going to do something to the MCL, and it's just, yeah, it, it's it's so much of it is luck, a lot of it is preparation, and then there's some that's you know mental toughness, and it's uh, to put all three of them together, um, you know, it it can happen, but it doesn't happen all that often. And your boy TJ Oshi too, like that did not look good. I mean, I, I'm not, I don't want to speculate whether it was a groin or a hamstring or whatever, but that did not look good. His injury, and when they're saying he's out long term, I mean, we're talking, I don't know about LTIR, but probably at least a few weeks. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've no, no, no clue. You know, that's that's the thing. There's so many things that can go wrong in, in the body there, and you just have no idea what it could be. So it's it's unfortunate. Um, but you know, he's battled through so much, and he's he's got a good workout plan that that he can kind of do maintenance. You know, at home at all times with the ARP. So he's uh, yeah, he's one of those guys that that can find a way to come back. But you know, at at some point you gotta you, know, you gotta think long term health, and I, so who knows exactly. Um, how that's going to look for him and and what the diagnosis is going to come back but yeah i just i just feel for him because i know how badly he wants to get to a thousand games played and and missing games you know is is hard way to get there yeah so, so here's the question i have for you and this is what i hope doesn't happen is 
I hope that these injuries doesn't don't make Tom Wilson rush back before he's ready to come back. Right, like that. That that's my biggest concern. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I I I hope for for his sake that that uh, isn't what happens. But you know, I'm I'm sure in the back of his mind, he's probably thinking, yeah, let's you know, let's push it a little bit harder. I mean, that's what I would be thinking at least. But I know well, that that's why I'm worried about. It. Yeah, for sure. And he and he's a specimen, and and probably feels pretty good right now too. So it's yeah, it's just it's a tough spot to be in for. For the player and for the team, because um, you don't. But but you know, and another thing too, I was looking at this. You know, to to not panic, I guess is is there's a couple teams that are that are ahead of of the Capitals right now that that we didn't really expect to be there, right? And we're expecting flyers are smoking mirrors. I don't know about the Devils yet. Yeah, exactly. And so we we may be expecting a little bit of a drop off. You know, come back to come back down to to earth a little bit. And they're, I mean, they're they're two points out. Like it's. Yeah. And, you know they got a uh, they played a couple extra games than some of them, but so I, I you know it's not it's not time to panic yet. But uh, but yeah, you like to you like to have your team healthy. That's why they you know we we talked about it. We thought they put together a pretty strong team in the uh, in the off season, and that's that's taking a turn pretty quick here. Yeah, and, and at least but there's a big stretch coming up. I mean, Oilers, Connor McDavid, Sidney Crosby, and the Penguins when coming up, and the Tampa Bay Lightning all in town next week. Yeah, like, that's legit. <laughs> that's that's the test right there. You know what though? This is this is what always happens, and I know you know this. But when you when when a team comes in and they see a depleted lineup, they say, "Oh, it's you know American League line or you know whatever is going on." You come in light. You you don't you don't bring your your stuff all the time, and then you put a team in there that's full of you know guys that would typically be maybe on your your third and fourth line or guys that you've called up. They worked their bags off, right? Like we had yeah. that happen when Bruce was there. We we had like eleven guys or or ten guys called up from the American League at one point, something like that. And it was we just outworked everybody. And it was no one was expecting us to, you know, people to come in and and uh, and have a challenge against us because we were half of an American League team and we went out there and won a ton of games. So you know, it could be one of those things where you just you outwork them. You still have a couple a couple pretty uh, heavy guns out in the lineup there that. You know, can get things going, but you know, I'm 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 not I'm not too worried about it. But you like to have your lineup in. Yeah, and 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 Bruce actually just got a 600th win. He actually told a story, a funny story when he came to DC. He's like, when when he was replacing Glenn Hanlon right before in, in Thanksgiving Day in 07, he's like, I'm just going to keep everything the same. We're going to make a few tweaks, and then 15 more, four, minutes before practice, he said, Screw it, I'm changing everything. He's like, I'm going <laughs> to go to exactly how we're playing in Hershey. There are plenty of guys who played for him in Hershey who were on that team. He's like, Screw it, and that team went on to win the division. Yeah, exactly. You have to sometimes just go with your gut, right, and change it up completely because then it's a different look, and teams don't know exactly what to expect. And that was, like, that was some of the you know beginning of of this run and gun hockey, right? Like, yeah. there's some teams that do it now, and they you know, we call it playing fast now instead of you know just uh, having guys skating around out there and, and winding it up. Now it's playing fast, and and Bruce is one of the first coaches that I think really started to implement that. You know, we had get a defenseman in the neutral zone or on their breakouts like coming up to the far blue line sometimes, you know, like I remember yeah. thinking like, what the heck am I doing up here? If my winger doesn't have their check, like it's a breakaway. And it was a breakaway oftentimes, but you know, when we did stop them, then we were back on them right away and, and back in the offensive zone. So, you know, it, it's tough. You have to make a, a judgment call. I think Bruce has always been so good at that. And, you know, maybe this is the same kind of thing with the caps now is they may have to change the way they play because of the lineup that they have. Right. And they may have to, yeah. To really clamp down on things and 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 you know play maybe a boring style of hockey who knows but you know that's a, a judgment call by the coaching staff now 
Yeah, it is. And, and we're, we're, we're going to have Aaron Valpati, Valpati on next. He, we'll be able to talk to him about the Adam Oates era and a little bit of the Barry Trotz era next up on Caps. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Oz Caps with former Capitals defenseman Carl Ozer. I'm AP Hockey writer Steve Wino, and we are pleased to be joined by fellow author and Capitals alum Aaron Volpatti. Aaron, uh, congratulations on the book. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get the, the title of this right because this is what everybody else does for me. Fighter Defying the NHL Odds and Ovi Rocher Forward. Uh, the blurb, not the, blurb, the forward. The blurb. But yeah. so, the blurb was from Ovi. You got that from, from Alex. Yeah. Uh, but okay, yeah. so so this is what everybody keeps asking me. <laughs> I think he's the only one that hasn't probably fully read the book uh but you don't think he's right i don't know if, i don't know if, well i'm gonna bring him a copy next week when i'm out there and and willie gave a, a blurb too so i'm gonna give those guys a copy and uh yeah the jury's out whether i was gonna read the whole thing or not or i don't know if he's a big reader so we'll see well, well, you look. guys tell me i've never seen it is it maybe. in his is it in his words or has it been like made no, it's, it to proper english it's his word i sent him and Serge like a couple uh a bunch of sample chapters yeah and so he came up with with something um so yeah no man it's it's all good he's it's been helpful for sure yeah so the on on the cover of the book uh fighter to find the nhl odds aaron was a great teammate and his road to the nhl is like no other and that's from alex ovechkin that's pretty that's pretty damn cool uh everybody keeps asking me why did you want to write a book why did you want to actually write the book yeah good question so this thing's always been a side project for me Sure. Ever since, you know, that whole burn incident. And I mean, forget about forget about the NHL. Uh, that was never even on my radar. I was never supposed to play in the NHL. I wasn't like Alzi big time draft pick, you know. And, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, Politics. man, I like so ever since I made that comeback from the burn injury to to just return to the ice when I wasn't supposed to or I told I wouldn't be able to in that burn unit. Uh all, all my buddies and teammates were like, man, you got to write a book. Like, this is crazy because they they were the ones that saw the behind the scenes shit that I was really going through. Yeah. And and that was a big part of this. No one no one really knew the story, uh, mm-hmm. you know, bef- before this came out. So, you know, fast forward over 15 years, it's just been this side project for me, like I said. And, you know, once I, I had this career in neck injury and wash and then you know like a lot of pro athletes i was like what the hell am i gonna do with the rest of my life right it just it just kind of ended i worked in wealth management for a couple years i did did some other things and then COVID hit and i just remember i I was sitting on this bench outside and just kind of chilling thinking and 
And then I thought about the book and I'm like, all right, it's time. And part of it was a little bit just getting out of my own way and being comfortable with like opening up and being vulnerable and finally telling the story. Because at the end of the day, I'm like, I could actually like help people and, and like really inspire people through this story and especially opening them up to, you know, the power of the mind and what we're really capable of. And, and the other part was giving back to the burn unit. So at the end of the day, I'm like, it's time you got to make a difference and, and, and tell the story. And that's where it all came from. I don't know how, how this works with the, cause me and Mandy were just talking about it. Like the, the title, um, fighter. So does it work like, cause there's, are, there are other books called fighter, right? Is it because yeah. you, cause you have the extra part after it. That's what, cause I was thinking like Mandy said, it's like, how does no other book have the word, the title fighter? It's such a sick name. Like you look, you walk past the book, you see you on the cover, like for any, for people listening right now, like just look at the cover of the book. It's so freaking cool. And then it says fighter on there. It's like a, it's a must buy. So how, do you know how that, how that works with picking the title? I threw around so many different ideas with the title. That was a, that was a hard one to be honest. Yeah. Uh, but fighter always just, it just had that punch to it right from the get go. So I threw around different ideas. Um, and there was at one point I remember, so I have like the design team that helps me with the cover, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, why no, I guess you you probably had that similar experience, but, uh, and they were like, we need to get you like, you gotta have your shirt off and show the scars. And I was like, I didn't want to be that guy like tarps off on the cover, but uh, <laughs> it looks pretty cool. It does. Yeah, it does. It's cool. a pretty, it's a pretty, it's a pretty cool cover and you can see the scars, which is, I mean, obviously the whole point. Um, I had buddies at Brown chirping me for that. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're throwing thirst traps out there, man. And like, <laughs> I was like, nah, man, come on. It's not about that. But yeah. Uh, so yeah, there's some, I, sorry, going back to what I was going to say, my design team was like, yeah, you might have to be careful with getting looped into like the UFC type of crowd, yeah. but not, I mean, that's not a bad thing for no. me really. And I think it's funny because a lot of people, again, they think fighter like, oh, Patty was a scrapper in, in the show, which yeah, I was, but it's really not about that. It's really mm-hmm. about the fighter you know, inside all of us and like fighting for, for what you love and what you believe in and fighting for your dreams. And, you know, that kind of that idea more. Uh, yeah. And then it happens to work on the punching people in the face side. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I want to say 19, it looks like 19 career fights in the NHL, probably many more in, in, in the minors. And, and, but like the journey is not, I think I had that, more that. in exhibition alone. <laughs> you do have a lot in exhibition and you have uh, a few more than, than, uh, than Carl, I think. Right, Carl? Just, just a few more, yeah. But I mean, I'll, I'll say this. I mean, Patty, you're one of my favorite. Well, I go back on NHL fights all the time, and I watch some watch clips. And <clears throat> to the people that I, I probably look at, I don't even know four or five different guys' fights. And you and uh, Rick Rippin are two of the two of the guys I love to go watch because you, you're, you're, yeah, you and you know them. The the guys, your guys' style was just like so much more technical than. A lot of fighters in the NHL, right? Like when you, when you, you know, there is some, obviously there is technique involved, but like you could go in and fight somebody a lot bigger than you and you'd know how to enter that fight and how to stay alive in it versus, you know, if I went to fight someone bigger than me, I'm, 
I'm turtling as hard as I can, or, you know, I'm just trying to block like a couple here and there and then uh, fall down. So it means one of my favorite things to, to, to watch is, is you fight. Cause it was so much fun, but I know we've talked about this a bunch and, um, I just was wondering if you can give us like your, your, what you think was your best fight and what you think was your worst fight. Well, for sure. My worst fight was my first game with you guys in, in Winnipeg. <laughs> I got the shit kicked out of me by Peluso. <laughs> that guy's a killer though, too, man. He, he like, he just strung me out and I was, I didn't, you know, I couldn't get in and I was, he just beat the back of my head. I think I ended up getting like 30 stitches in my head the next yeah. period. Uh, but he broke his hand. So I think I technically won because he, he didn't come back. <laughs> Broke his hand on the back of my head. <laughs> what? Uh, what's worse, the stitches or the broken bone? I'd take the stitches, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, the helmet wasn't easy to get back on, but yeah, you take that all day. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then probably the best fight. I mean, two two stick out. Probably my my one punch in preseason that you know really solidified my spot on the Canucks. Yeah, uh, against Winchester, and then the other ones with Wash probably that's probably number one because that was like my i'm here to stay yeah. moment the year before i was up and down a little bit and it was like and then we just had lost to the bruins in the finals and the consensus was we got pushed around a little bit so they're looking for that sandpaper and then i have this double homicide i just i knocked out demers <laughs> from it from a hit earlier in the game and then so two of these guys are just out and they're like i remember stan smeal walked by me after the game and kind of gave me like a wink. And I'm like, I knew I, I had made the team right there. Yeah. Um, but in wash, I mean, I had a really good fight against Mike Brown. He, he yeah. probably, he won the fight, but it was a pretty good toe to toe. My face was pretty mangled after that. Uh, <laughs> but probably the other one would be like Steve Downey. I, I smoked. I remember the Downey one, man. I hit him so hard with a quick left and his eye was pretty in pretty rough shape. Uh, that was probably that'd probably be the next best one. I had a good scrap with Kevin Miller in in preseason. Oh yeah, there's a, good there's a few good too. ones. Yeah, yeah. So it's something to do in, in people's free time is go watch I, some Aaronville Patty I'm, fights. I'm I'm, look, I'm looking at hockey fights right now. I'm, I can find each one. Yeah. On on, yeah, yeah. on, uh, on hockey fights. <laughs> uh, it's so good. I I just wanted yeah. to bring this up too because of <clears throat> of all the years, like I think I think a couple of the the most fun years that I ever had playing was was hanging out with with you and claire uh back in the day like why no we we, we so <laughs> we played this game called wits and wagers that oh, dude. i've tried to play with people so many times since then <laughs> and it's just never the same so well, explain this i had yeah. this guy licking dogs from tail to nose and like slamming <laughs> i mean like liters of salt water which is probably highly unsafe now that i look back at it yeah but, but you crushed it it was unbelievable it or was just like i don't know we had so much stupid shit in there yeah. so to give people an example of what this game was wits and wagers is is a is a board game we played it a little different where we would yeah. um you'd have like seven seven questions like random weird questions uh like you know how tall is the eiffel tower and you had to get um, the closest to without going over how many points did Michael Jordan have in his career things like that and so of the seven questions whoever had the most questions right would win and before the round started us four would have written down on a piece of paper a punishment that everybody else would have to do and so whoever there was won, no drinking involved ever yeah exactly. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure <laughs> just drinking salt water um yeah and so yeah so the winner would get to open up their punishment the rest of us would have to do it and we had some ridiculous 
uh, like it would always start out like kind of easy and then it would get worse and worse. And by the end of it, we were just doing the dumbest things, which I have a question kind of along those lines in my stupid questions for later. But I gotta say it was, it was one of the, one of the better moments I had or a couple of years. What's the best punishment we had? Oh, I'm trying to think like dude, eating I, the dog food was pretty classic. That's on. That's on my question. <laughs> I have to change it. <laughs> oh, shit. That was, I blew it. Spoiler. Well, we had a couple that like, for example, like Aaron brought up the salt water. I hate salt water more than anything like electrolytes, like the, the gator lights yeah. and stuff like that. I just could never do it. And one of them was drink like a full cup of warm salt water. And, and Aaron just slugged this thing back. Like it was nothing like this is what he does every day. And I couldn't get through it. It was the only one I'd never, I didn't finish because I couldn't, couldn't do it. Is so. there a punishment for not finishing the punishment? Just loser status. And maybe a shot. Maybe a shot. Yeah, I think we, <laughs> I think we started to have that. We bring that in every now and then, but just just good yeah. times. I mean, I don't know if, if what you can if you can pinpoint like a favorite favorite moment that you had while you were playing in DC. Um, yeah, I'd be curious what that is. But for me, it was it always ended up being you know what happened away from the rink usually. Yeah, that's I mean that definitely sticks out in my head. Those nights we had for sure playing that game. Uh, it's tough to pick one thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I think me coming from Vancouver, it was so different. Yeah. You know, when I first got to wash, I, it was a bit of a country club. You remember those years? Like I yes. remember Vancouver was like what you would expect, like regimented. It was like a, it was a machine, man. And then I remember the first week in wash, like I think a full week went by and we didn't have a workout. And I remember, <laughs> I remember going to, going to, O, and I was like, I'm like, Ovi, do we have a workout? He's like, if you want to yeah <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> if you i want. mean that sh- that changed pretty quick uh i think when trots came in especially like that culture and then and then they you know won in a few years later right so i think that partly a missing piece but anyways it, yeah it's and you played for adam oats too and you played for adam oats oh yeah yeah <laughs> i mean we could get into that whole like the, the stick thing man i oh, stick thing I talk, is what everybody talks about Legendary. i talk about the, that in my book a little bit just i basically said no i'm like i'm like, I'm not changing my stick man i'm trying to stay in the league here last thing i need is a new stick yeah come to the rink and they're just gone and there's five riberos in my stall with his name sharpied out and my number above it and i was like <laughs> uh, I wanted to go into the office and be like, what the hell are you doing, man? But I'm like, I can't really afford to get healthy right now. So I'll well, figure that, figure this out. <laughs> it was the weirdest thing. And like, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe you talk about this in the book, but I, I, uh, which I should have mine fairly soon, hopefully freaking Amazon. Um, but I, I'm curious, like how you feel about it. Cause I always thought that like, a, you were, you were probably the the like you and whip the two biggest specimens i ever played with like just could do everything so athletic you had a great shot six skill you're fast you're tough and i guess just to just i guess to, to show everybody like how hard it is sometimes to make it in the league not not basically just because of skill but situation and people giving you that opportunity like do you ever do you ever feel that you know, obviously you had the, the neck injury, but do you ever feel like, you know, I don't know if cheated is a great, is a great way to put it, but that you should have had more opportunity. Cause I always said, I thought you, I thought you would have been a great guy on, on the first line or second line, like being out there doing what whip does now. You know, I think, I think that could, that could have been you too, but do you ever feel, feel that way? I don't, I don't feel cheated for sure. I yeah. think, 
I think it's like a lot of guys in that bottom six role struggle with, like for me, I quickly got labeled as that a fighter mm-hmm. and that was kind of it. I'd like to think I, I was a little better than my stats showed for sure. Oh, yeah. I think I had more skill. I mean, like in practice, I felt like I was always really good. And then, but you know, man, like it's the best league in the world. It's, it's tough to, for me, like, you know, for our line to have three, four shifts a period, yeah. And and to know that like, hey, if I turn this over, that we don't play maybe the rest of the game. And yeah. so it was really hard to find that balance because for me, I'm like, I'm trying to stay in the league. So to do that, I know it's like dump it in, run someone through the boards and get in a fight, right? Yeah. So yeah, it was it was definitely a challenge to find that balance, you know? And I always yeah. tell people like even at the PK, like, man, I was, I knew I could have been a, like a really effective PK guy, but I just, mm-hmm. I never really got the opportunity. And, and I tell people like, I didn't stand a chance because in van, I got Hank and Danny saucing it over my head in practice and making me look like an idiot. And then I get to, <laughs> then I get to, to, to wash and, and Nikki's just like, I mean, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm sure the co- so the coaches are probably like, yeah. And, Nah, we're not going to give you a try. So that's just the way it shook out, I think, a little bit. And like I said, just it was really hard to find that balance of just letting things go and just playing and trying to create because it was, yeah, again, like I'm like, man, I don't want to get sent down and I'm yeah. trying to stay in the league. So there's a fine balance of staying in the league and trying new things. And and it, yeah. it just didn't, it didn't work out that way, right? So. Yeah, why well, no? I think it's a good. I mean, it's a good uh, lesson or something just eye-opening for people to see, like how play. A lot of times, players are handcuffed, right? Because of oh, yeah. of they're trying to protect themselves, and you know, a lot like people will ask, like, why, why don't, why doesn't this guy shoot, or why doesn't this guy join the rush, or or make this play? And it's like they would love to, and they can do it. It's just that they know that they have to stay in this lane, otherwise, you know, you're you're healthy scratch, like Patty said, or or you're, you're out of the lineup and and you're sent down. So it. It is tough because I, I I had that question recently. Someone asked me about, you know, why I didn't shoot the puck more at the blue line. And I'm like, because my, my job was to not give us odd man rushes, you know? Like, I, I want right. Carly to go up and do these things, and I have to be the guy guaranteed to be back all the time, right? And so you just don't do these things because, you know, you're you're trying to protect yourself and you're trying to protect your career. So it's just a good, it's a good uh, I guess, eye-opener for people who sometimes wonder why someone doesn't do more on the ice. They not that yeah. they not that they can't not that they don't want to it's that they're not supposed right. to yeah man like when so a good example is is how i started like my first uh season when i started in manitoba i was first line first power play unit and my first game i had two or three assists and i hit the post in the slot on the power play and yeah and then i had a i had an awesome start and i'm like man i could be like maybe not top six in the show, but like solid third line or maybe creep up to, you know, yeah. add layers. And and then you know how it goes. You're like, And then by game four or five, it just started dying off a little bit. And I'm like, and then I'm on the fourth line and I'm like, oh man, that happened fast. And then I start <laughs> fighting. And then I start fighting everyone and, and, you know, every game. And then I get called up and it's like that. That's, I mean, would I have made the NHL without that? Probably not. So, I mean, I can't look sure. back and say, like, was I cheated? No. 
did I wish that I had a, a longer career and, you know, play more of a, a role for sure. But yeah, I mean, I still played in the league and like, again, that's what the book's about. Like I was never even supposed to play pro hockey. So yeah, <laughs> for me to have five years, albeit most of it hurt, like, you know, it's pretty, pretty cool. So yeah. And, and 114 games in the NHL too. Uh, the book is fighter define the NHL odds. We come back on all caps, uh, Aaron Volpatti, the latest victim of Carl's stupid questions. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back to All's Caps with former Capitals defenseman Carl, Carl Osner and former Capitals forward Adam Volpatti. I'm A.B. Hockey, Steve Wino. And now for our favorite portion of the show, Carl's Super Question. Yeah, so okay, we were just trying to explain to Patty uh, how, how this works, and he's already trying to figure out how he can win this, even though it doesn't, <laughs> there is no way to win it really, um, but he's going to try and game it anyways, I'm sure. Um, okay, the first question I've been asking fairly recently just because it's the time of year uh, and and um, and fall is one of my favorite seasons, probably, probably my favorite season, um, but of the four... What is your favorite season? Do you like fall, summer, winter, spring? What what what's your favorite one, and why? Uh, definitely not spring. I would I would say fall too. Yes. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> like a summer's good, but fall is kind of there's there's some routine there. I feel like the summer's great, but it's a little hectic sometimes, and then fall's like school starting for the kids, and I like I like routine, so I think and and yeah, just. Little change in temp and going into the hockey season, right? So I would say fall. Actually, that's a great answer. Why no? Putting in routine. Routine is good. To me, it's the all four sports at once. Like you're getting baseball playoffs, basketball and hockey and football regular season, college football is going on, college basketball starts next week. I love I love fall for the sports and the weather. Yeah, Yeah. and the the weather, especially in DC. Yeah, there you go. I think the summer I just feel like I'm running around with my head cut off and it's like, oh, we get a little routine here in structure, which is a nice little change of pace. This is a very good answer. Well done. Extra points. Um, okay, so question two is you have to give up one of these. Which one are you giving up? Golfing, fishing, or playing music? 100% golfing. Not even a <laughs> question. Oh, really? Well, that's because I'm not there to be your golf partner anymore. Oh, man, you know me and guitar is number one. <laughs> and, and music. And then fishing... Like my Finn, my son is obsessed with fishing. So, and golf. I think I played twice this year. So, uh, I guess that's what happens. We used to. Well, I know me and me yeah. and Patty would play together. So that's uh, he doesn't have your. You don't have your partner anymore. You lose lose the love, right? Yeah, not even close. Golf. <laughs> okay, so then give up fishing or playing music. Oh man, I'd probably go fishing. Music's got to be one for me. Yeah, and Finn's playing playing some drums now, or what's he playing? Yeah, he's hard on the drums. It's been he's very like I think like a lot of kids gravitate, and it's like one thing focus. I mean, that's how I am too. So maybe he has that. But we were hard on the drums for for a while, and then it's been he's right into hockey now. So that's kind of we get home and it's just right to hockey downstairs, and 
<laughs> and I'm like, man, when are the skulls going to play? That's a, that he named our band, the skulls. <laughs> and, uh, but he's got something there. Like he really does. So I'm trying to like push, but not too hard. Cause yeah. you know, he's not even, he's not even seven. So I'm like, do what you want to do. Yeah. But he's hard in the black Sabbath right now. So today we're actually going to go play some war pigs and some Iron Man and, <laughs> and, and... <laughs> that's so good <laughs> yeah man he he loves it but yeah music's got to be number one for sure okay perfect good one um okay so here comes the question back to wits and wagers so i want you to i want you to rank these in um of least favorite to favorite i guess you could say okay, okay. so would you rather chew up a multivitamin and eat it eat three kibbles out of a bowl and a lick of water or chili willy uh the kibbies would be the least so last <laughs> yeah uh the chili willy stings but yeah it really stings i'd probably pick that too and then the multivitamin would be the easiest i guess you could say oh so gross what if the multivitamin has so iron gross. in it I mean, if we're partying, I'm going chili willies on on one for sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but so, like, if you're telling me like I'm thinking right now, like I don't yeah. want to rip a chili willy, man. That's true. Explain to people. <laughs> explain to the people what a chili willy is if they don't know. Yeah, so a chili willy is usually a hard alcohol of your choice, but in my experience, vodka usually. And uh, you flip the shot glass over. And I mean, you could probably do it anywhere, but shot glass over and you put just a little bit of the vodka on the on the bottom of the shot glass, if that makes sense. Yeah. And there's a little bit sitting there and you have to you have to snort it up your nose and it she burns. <laughs> she burns. <laughs> by the way, usually by... you do usually you do back to back. So shot, flip it over, chili willy, and and you're in some pain. That doesn't sound it's all that terrible. So, so if you're out of, it stings though, man. If you're out of Flonays and uh, you're trying to clear your sinuses, you go a little chilly willy. <laughs> yeah, that'll get you. That's so good. There was a few of those in the Wits and Wagers game for sure. There was a few of those. That's how you get out of doing some of the punishments every now and then. My my, my family, my, my, my mom, my brother, his wife, and I do family shot night occasionally when I'm at my parents' <laughs> house. And so we'll do shots. And so we, we drink the pink Whitney, the, the, yeah. the, the vodka. Yeah. And when it gets warm, it like, feels like it goes up your nose so it doesn't like it does burn oh it's man. delicious but it, when it's cold but it burns interesting okay i'll have to yeah. add that um i more like the family shot night there you go oh yeah the family shot night's a really great it's idea. the best we, we go on we go on facetime and we do shots oh, oh so nice. good okay so this is a brand new question because we had it recommended uh, last week and i i have a feeling i know what your answer is going to be based off of uh geographical location um okay would you rather or which one would you least rather, I guess, be caught up in a tornado, a hurricane, or earthquake? So I don't mean like tech, like actually inside the, the tornado, but you know, coming through, coming through the the area. I, I missed you there. I cut out. So tornado, hurricane, or earthquake? earthquake? Yeah. Which one do you least want to be near while it's happening? I mean, a sick part of me wants to feel an earthquake to see what it would be like, like maybe a small one. <laughs> <laughs> I would say, I'd say I'd least want to be in a tornado, around yeah. a tornado. Exactly I what I figured, because tornadoes don't happen where we are, so it's kind of like the mystique of what's yeah. a tornado like. But I've asked, I said like, that to 
someone flying shit yeah. flying shit coming at my yeah, head no and stuff nope. i don't know man exactly i was saying that for uh, someone from kansas about tornadoes they're like oh sh- tornadoes are sweet when we see them we go out and watch them i'm like that's like the opposite man i want to run like that scares the heck out of get me get me out of here yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, we got we got. We're running out of time because you got a meeting to get to too, right, Carl? Yeah, we got two more five minutes. So um, okay, because because me me and uh, Aaron we used to do culinary adventures back in the day. So I got to ask a breakfast sandwich question. Um, break down the your the ideal breakfast sandwich. What's the best setup uh, all the way down to the vessel on the outside, the bread? Oh yeah, I got my my go to. Usually, like any type of like sourdough bread or like a Ooh. good bread. Uh, it's got to have mayo and tomato. And then you got your, I do two over easy eggs and then sandwich like a good cheese in between the two eggs, throw that on there with, with a good ham. I'm a ham guy versus like bacon or, uh, or sausage also really good, but like a good ham or like a little bit of like a charred prosciutto or something on there. Oh man, that's fine. I I, I had the ham, but Carl, I told you my dad made me the breakfast, the bagel sandwich with the dance hire stuff. It was a ham, bagel, egg, and cheese sandwich. Ah, there you go. And a little bit of mayo and tomato on there makes a big difference. Mayo, too. mayo would have even made it better. Yeah. So and are then, we when you when you talk about the sourdough? Are you are you doing like a like a, a soft toast on there, a hard toast, or just plain? Yeah. Meat? A soft toast is good. I sometimes find that like if you have like a BLT or the breakfast sandwiches, they can really carve the roof of the mouth, yes. which is which is kind of unfortunate. Yeah. So usually I'll go bun. But if you're talking bread, you got to go sourdough for sure. <laughs> I um, love that. That's a good yeah, choice. Yeah. Um, OK. And then the last question for you is um, going back to playing. What was your favorite way to unwind after a game? Uh, I'll give you mine was. I love to have a, a pint of Ben and Jerry's back in the day after a, a really good game or a really bad game. A pint of Ben and Jerry's always made it better. Yeah. Yeah. Mine was definitely just have a good beer and play a little guitar and, and just chill out. That's actually kind of what I guessed too. Perfect. All right. Yeah. Well, you, man, you kind of nailed it. He, like, yeah. This, this is, this is, this is a good one. Yeah. The, the I passed. Only- the only thing is the giving up golf. That's the only thing that hurts you, to be honest with you. But everything else is. Yeah, but in whose who's like parameters yours? This is always yeah. Carl's parameters. Oh, okay. Yeah, I totally right, make fair. up. I totally make everything up here. So bonus points um, for the breakfast sandwich, though. Bonus points for the breakfast sandwich. Try it and out. Try it out. After after these calculations here, it brings you up to four hundred and twenty-four points, <laughs> which uh, that's top three, I think. That's top two, I think. Is that second? I think it's second place. We have a a four seventy five. Scott Abraham's then, the only one ahead, right? Yeah, who is four seventy five? One of the local D, uh, DC uh, uh, sports anchors, Scott Abraham, and he answered almost everything the way Carl would answer it. Yeah. So if I pick if I pick golf, we're talking home run here. We're talking like probably four hundred seventy four points. Yeah. Yeah, I, do, I can't, I can't, I can't do it. That, but no, that, but that, that's a medal winning performance. Um, Aaron, uh, the, the book is. Fighter, define the NFL and the NHL odds. Uh, right now, it's 52 on Amazon in the U.S. By the way, uh, we're going to get it up there ideally after this and oh, your yeah. visit to DC next week. Thanks for joining us on All Caps. Thanks, boys. Everybody, Pleasure. Good to see you guys. Great, great, great to see you too. And thanks everybody for listening. We'll talk to you next week.